Welcome to the Food for Thought Lunch Break with Steve Bookbinder podcast, the show that gives you things to think about when you're trying to make more sales without all the seriousness of conventional sales talks. Enjoy and learn as he makes fun of sales training, salespeople, and sales trainers, including himself, all while giving you battle-tested strategies that work. Now, here's your host, Steve Bookbinder. Welcome back. Have you thought about the first part of the list of 10 that I've already started to go through? If you really are ready, let's dive into the rest of that list. Number six, what is the average sale worth? Now, let me ask you to think about it from this point of view. There are sales that you're going to get from companies that would be small. Let's say you're selling business to business, and some would be larger. But it's not only the budget changes, it's often who we have to speak to to get to that budget. So now we're having to think about what is the market I could get to? Who is the buyer I could get to? What is that level? How much budget would they be able to command? And there's really two kinds of budgets that you as a salesperson can tap into. Some budgets require a whole year of thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. Then they put it into the budget for the following year. They put it in August, September, October. They go through this budget process, October, November, December. And somewhere around December and January, they finally come up with a budget. Sometimes, Sometimes a sale requires that kind of preparation and therefore a one-year sales cycle in order to close. There are other times, though, you can get what I'll call incremental. It's not so big that they've got to budget for it and vote against it and think about it for a year. They'll actually... Even though they didn't know in advance to budget for you cold calling them, they did put away some money toward that, or they could move some of that money and, and you're within that, uh, under that threshold. So who's the level of person you need to get to? And ideally, what's the lowest level of person you need to get to? You know, they always say call high, but yes, do I call the CEO of the biggest companies in the world? Sometimes that's actually too high. So what are the range of titles that do make sense and what really is, is less likely to make any sense? Number seven, consider your prospecting strategy with the two things in mind, the number of sales you're trying to get and the average value of those sales. If you need a lot of of low value sales, then you're probably going to need a lot of prospecting, uh, rather a lot of email prospecting. And for that email to go well, you're probably going to need to tap into a lot of social. But initially, it's going to be email and phone. And so as you're uh, looking at your entire strategy, it's a very different thing than saying, you know what, I'm really trying to get handful of very big deals. That's all. That's it. Uh, It's more like a uh, sharpshooter, you know, very specific targets where that's going to require a lot of research and a very different kind of prospecting strategy, lead gen strategy, communication strategy. So you got to consider the sale you're looking for, the number of sales you're looking for, the value of the sales before you could come up with a prospecting strategy. Number eight, the messaging. This is where most people screw it up. They reach out by in-mail, that's uh, LinkedIn's email, or they reach out by some other social media, or they reach out by email, or they make a phone call. Let's go through what not to do. Here's what doesn't work. One, starting by trying to close the sale. 
So I, I get, a, I'm a total stranger. I get somebody on the phone. I go, hi, I'm a total stranger. So I like to introduce myself, ask you to buy from me and tell you that I've got this great service. It'll totally, um, it's ROI positive. It's worth every penny. It's extremely valuable and more valuable than similar offers. And today only it's on sale. I'd like to close that sale. I might, if I make a million of those calls, maybe I find somebody who who has that need and buys for reasons beyond uh, what I know. But if your whole plan is every year make more sales, you'll you can't increase that number. You can't make if it takes a million dials to get that close. You can't make two million and depend on on that every year. So let's let's assume that's not going to work. So what do we go the other way? Well, the other way would be let me first get you on the phone, just tell you I'm out there. Hey, I just want to let you know I'm doing some business. Okay, good. Just want to let you know. So one form would be educating and one form would be converting. And I'm telling you that the average person goes in like this. There's a tiny bit of educating. Hi, I'd like to connect with you. Or hi, I'd like to send you an email. And right away it's, let me tell you all about me and why I think we might be able to work together. We, and then they give me a long list of things. It takes forever to really read it if I was actually going to read their email or listen to it or I was going to listen to the voicemail. Just a long list of things from this total stranger who I didn't ask for. And they're giving me a reading assignment, and sometimes with links, which I'm suspicious about anyway. Anyway, so I'm reading this whole thing. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I, I, the likelihood of converting against that are low. So what we want to do is the more time-consuming but works better way. Educate, engage, convert. Educate. Let them know you're out there. Engage. Just try to eventually, after you've let them know you're out there, try to find a way to ask them a question that they can respond to. Give them a survey they can respond to. Give them something to th- they could download and take a look at that they might find interesting. Make them demonstrate that they're at least taking a little baby step toward you. As opposed to completely ignoring you or giving you no signs that they're interested, that they're giving you at least a little sign they're interested. Then if you try to convert, and conversion I mean in the sense of asking the customer to do something that you want them to do, which is to agree to an appointment, and I mean send them another email or do, you know, ask for it that way, or schedule a webinar or a demonstration. But if you don't educate, engage, convert, you move too fast, you're actually rushing the sale and it violates rule number nine. Rule number nine is this. When I'm asking for a meeting, in a sense, I'm asking for money. When I ask you if I could present my offering, in a sense, I'm asking for money. But when I give you something where I'm not asking for a meeting, I'm saying, read this. I think you'll find this interesting and valuable. I'm giving value. I hear his free tickets to something that you can go or not go, and you don't have to pay me for it, but I think you might uh, want to enjoy these free tickets. Take them if you want them. Giving value. Let me share the results of something. Giving value. So what balance are you achieving between giving value and asking for money? Is every single time you send an email basically asking for money? Is every time you send something giving value? And now they're paying attention because I think if you're asking total strangers for money all the time, eventually and quickly, they go blind to your emails or your messaging. But if you're frequently balancing, overbalancing, giving value, they pay more attention for a longer period of time and they should. And finally, number 10, aggressively calling for the most helpful reasons. Let me explain. Nothing works better than making a phone call. 
I know emails are, you know, that's the way people talk about going. But a lot of times people don't read the emails. Phone calls, you know right away if they work. And if you get one person to talk to, you not only got your messaging to them, but you're getting a reaction right away. And you're, you, you are you at your best when you're on the phone, much better than writing. Every one of us got our jobs in sales or, or, or believed we could get ahead because we, we, we believe we, in what we're doing. But we could communicate that belief and that passion and that conviction most convincingly and most easily when we're doing it uh, verbally. And so we really want to do it that way. And the customer can react to us. And that's the best thing. So we can move things along fastest. Uh, with a phone call. And the phone calls, of course, work best when there's emails behind it. But there's just no getting around making the phone calls. The other thing about phone calls is this. Nothing gets your adrenaline flowing. Nothing causes you to do the right level of research and preparation than a phone call. And I'm not talking about a million phone calls, but I'm talking about a consistent level of phone calling. And balanced with everything else, you're going to be very successful. In our next podcast, we're going to talk about what should that call sound like. And I'll tell you from a high level, the call should be asking if there's a fit rather than force-fitting a sales pitch while describing your point of view of the mutual benefits. So I'm going to show you all that and more when we get together the next time. So next time we get together, we're going to dive into uh, both voice-to-voice and face-to-face conversations. We're going to talk about not only just what you say, I'm going to give you new things to say, but how you say it. Until next time, remember, I'm Steve Bookbinder, your sales coach. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. Check out our free playbooks and training and coaching offerings on dmtraining.net and contact me ASAP if I can help you and your team get more sales or help you have a more successful sales career. Thank you for listening to Food for Thought. To get your free sales playbook, visit dmtraining.net forward slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of Steve's jokes and helpful resources. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.